This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome back to the Power Zone and Power 98.7. We're still in the second hour of uh, the show, moving, of course, from politics into uh, the academics uh, this uh, morning. And this is where uh, we find Sandile Matlangu and Billy Malotani. Uh, they are our guests uh, this morning. Uh, Sandile is replacing Lungile. Uh, Lungile, of course, coming through uh, from the Northwest University. Sandile is there uh, at the Northwest University and he joins us uh, this morning, uh, teaming up with Billy. Billy Malotani. Billy is the SRC president from the University of Johannesburg. And this morning, we'll speak about the higher education sector, the 2024 academic year, really, really upon us. And there's already been a lot that has been coming out of this particular space last year. Towards the end of last year, there were scandals around NSFAS and what has been happening there. We see some of those scandals, you know, more or less moving into the year. Uh, 2024, uh, where uh, the higher education uh, minister is concerned. So in the day that was, uh, we saw the Democratic Alliance member of parliament, uh, Garabo Kakau, and uh, the chief whip of uh, the uh, party, the DA, Sefiwe Kwakube, uh, just in the day that was, uh, opening a case uh, following uh, damning allegations against uh, Dr. Bladen Zimande, the higher education minister, and the NSFAS chairperson, Ernest Corsa. So the pair are a Accused of receiving bribes, right, uh, with millions of rents from NSFAS service providers. Uh, these allegations, uh, some of those allegations that the minister has vehemently denied, uh, slamming, uh, even more or less uh, questioning Alta's intentions in, in this particular regard, denying any wrongdoing uh, where this is concerned. So this morning, uh, we're getting a reaction uh, from those in the student uh, community. Uh, Sandile Matlangu, as I said, a Coming through from the Northwest University, joined by Billy Malotani from the University of Johannesburg. You at home, if you are a student, if you are one person that has been following this story around Dr. Blade and Zimande, do give us a call, right? And give us a sense of what your understanding is of where we find ourselves now. So yesterday, most of you guys saying that where there's smoke, there's always fire. So this morning, let's continue the conversation. Zoom into this particular issue with these two student leaders uh, that will give us a sense of how they are receiving uh, these developments centered around the higher education minister. We are on 0861-987-000 this morning. Uh, there by X, we go by at PowerFM987. Rallying, of course, behind uh, the hashtag PowerZone uh, this morning. Uh, Billy, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good morning, and thank you for having us. Yeah, no, thank you very much, man, uh, for giving us uh, your time, uh, the voice of uh, those uh, from the University of Johannesburg. Uh, Sandile, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Katleo. Good morning to Billy and good morning to Power 97 listeners. Yeah, no, thank you very much for giving us uh, your time uh, this morning, Sandile. Of course, you're the voice of those there in Northwest and beyond uh, in terms of how the student community is receiving all of these uh, developments uh, centered around uh, the higher education minister. Let me start with you, uh, Billy, in terms of your understanding of uh, this particular scandal that has broken out uh, centering uh, this particular all-important institution, uh, the National Financial Aid uh, Student Scheme, uh, and uh, the High Education Minister, uh, Dr. Bladen Zimande. No, uh, we've been calling for the resignation for Comrade Bladen Zimande for a long time, mm. uh, but now we're calling for an arrest. Mm. Uh, I don't think that uh, the minister cares about students. You know, we've seen students struggling in the previous academic year of 2023. Students have written their final examinations without allowances. They didn't have anything to eat. Can you imagine you have to compete in classes with someone who's eating breakfast, lunch and supper and yet when you are worrying about what you're going to eat on lunch and then it it becomes difficult for you to concentrate in, in class. So I don't think that the minister and the team, they care about students because they are using their money to enrich themselves. So if the allegations are true, 
uh, we are calling for uh, an arrest of the minister. We are really sick and tired of students to be struggling like this because this money is meant for for the poor. It's meant for us, the middle class, so that we can have these allowances to study and concentrate in us. So we're calling for an arrest mm. of the minister. Mm, Sandile, that is our position. Yeah, Billy not impressed uh, by uh, the minister and uh, his track record uh, where this is concerned. Uh, last year, uh, one would say, was the most uh, testing and challenging of years for uh, the students, especially around uh, these service providers coming from NSFAS and uh, those that were in limbo, uh, you know, deregistered and the likes in terms of what has been happening over time. This is a minister that has been in the helm of this particular sector since May 2019. What are you making, Sandile, of you know his track record? You're one person that has been you know in the higher education space for a couple of years now. So I guess you have a sense of how things have been faring over time. I mean, uh I, I just want to start with uh, echoing the Billy's words that we it was, it was always known at the beginning that uh, these companies were eyebrow-raising companies. I mean, when you would look at, uh, as you mentioned, when you look at the the what the companies came with. I mean, like the bank charges of um, those. Um, fees and how uh, students would be negatively impact, impacted by the charges and all those things. And then now with this story coming up, I mean, it hasn't been a smooth ride. And we knew from the beginning that it was never even going to be a smooth ride. And uh, with students not getting their uh, allowances for like a period of what, five months, six months, and some even leaving university without even receiving any of the allowances and some being deregistered, I mean, it hasn't been definitely a, a smooth ride. And I mean, uh, Minister Blitzenmande has been under the spotlight for, I think, before I even was came to uni. And to think that he, his position was always in question. I mean, I remember he once uttered the words that he's never going to be a minister if students are going to struggle. But now we see students struggling and he's still a minister and he refuses to resign. I mean, he uttered and reiterated that he's never gonna going to resign so it's something it hasn't uh, his track record it's definitely so not good and mm. i mean yeah it, it's been something else and mm. we still on today we're talking about something that we were discussing last year may and even before these um companies joined mm. And really, when you look at it, uh, Billy, what would you say has been uh, somewhat of a reaction coming from the students, especially around uh, NSFAS and what has been happening over time? Uh, the challenges of these particular service providers that Sandile is talking about here, uh, this is an issue that dominated most of uh, last year and we saw even an investigation uh, coming through and uh, some uh, people losing their jobs and and the likes but the minister still remaining there at the helm. There was an argument as well that the bark stops with him. When you look at what has been happening even where this institution NSFAS is concerned meaning that one way or another he couldn't have not known about these service providers, their eligibility and their likes. Really when you look at all of that that came out of last year around NSFAS and the service provider and just also the track record of NSFAS over years. Uh, what, what would you say uh, the institution or how would you say the institution has been faring, uh, especially in terms of its mandate to uh, provide uh, financial assistance uh, to students in need? Yeah. Look, uh, I, must, I, I must be honest with you. We've been uh, working very well with the university through mm-hmm. this system of uh, NSFAS. Uh, giving uh, money to the university and the university dispersing money. It's been a smooth process. But the process right now that we are in with the service providers of Izaga and Noraku, it is not user-friendly even when you have to uh, withdraw the money. I don't really understand why they are calling it a direct payment because you still need to go withdraw the money. It's another process to withdraw. And then the charges are, are ridiculous. You understand? You find out that the money disappears in in an account. We don't know where the money went to, but the money is withdrawn. But the student did not receive uh, 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 the money. So it, it, it brings frustrations to students. 
So, so students are, 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 are coming up together. Some are, are wanting to strike even and not even to write their final examinations because they are not receiving their allowances and because they are being robbed by the, uh, for their money. And this, I guess, uh, is not one environment that would be conducive uh, for a student to uh, learn and uh, to more or less excel in this particular regard, especially when you look at uh, the fact that some of the conditions attached to you getting funded uh, would be around the fact that uh, you have to ensure uh, that your academics are on par. Billy? Exactly. It brings also frustrations because these 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 uh, 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 students are being defunded in in, your, in the middle of the academic year. Since they 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 they, they, they introduced these service providers, uh, Izaka, Norako, uh, Indizo, students are being defunded, and most students are still going to be defunded because they are speaking about cutting the NSFAS budget. It still brings more frustrations to students even this academic year that we're going to for 2024 mm-hmm. and sandile also when you look at it uh, then where does this leave uh, the students uh, because we know very well that uh, the year is upon us the academic year uh, 2024 is upon us uh, last year was not a smooth year where the students are concerned and most of them would be anticipating that uh, really when you look at it uh, there must some be somewhat of a, a smooth sailing uh, as compared to what has happened uh, last year do you see this year uh, becoming a little bit easier a little bit better uh, where this is concerned i mean it's, it's starting on a little bit of a rocky note uh, with all of these revelations i mean i, I don't want to be optimistic optimistic enough but i, I doubt it uh we we still talking about something that started last year in January 2024, right? So I highly doubt that this year is going to be a smooth riding because it's the very same students who got uh, defunded during the course of the year last year are continuing as students this year. Some have completed their qualifications, but now they cannot graduate because their fees have been paid. Or you have students who cannot register now um, because registra- university registrations are opening soon, they cannot register now for the 2024 academic year because there are outstanding fees that uh, were not paid previously or student- because they got defunded, de- de- now they cannot afford to pay for those fees. And how do you expect someone who used to live by Asasa money when there was before they came to uni to now be able to pay their um, uh, university fees? It- absolutely doesn't make sense and you also have students at the end of the year last year yeah. when who couldn't go home because they didn't receive the money and it was up to the university to ensure that those students go home now how are those students going to come back register and make sure that they had a smooth sailing year it, it, i don't see that happening already we are at a sketchy start or sketchy beginning of the academic year i think minister mentioned that to uh, tomorrow he's going to have a briefing and speak, and speak about the 2024 academic year but one thing for sure it's going to be i think like he's speaking from uh from a cloud of some sort and he's not really reflecting about or speaking about the realities of what's really happening in in the NASA scheme i mean he also mentioned that uh, because students are not receiving the money does not reflect the true realities of uh, what's happening in NASA. but i beg to differ with that because what's happening students not being being located funds it's the impact of what's happening within the scheme. So I feel like the minister will be speaking from another cloud of some sort and not really reflecting the realities of what's actually happening within the scheme and how are students being negatively impacted. Mm, it's just frustrating, especially when you think of how once academic year was disrupted by all of these backs and forths around NSFAS and now they have to pick up the pieces and face another academic year without certain certainty, really, that they're going to have a smooth year where the financing or the funding is concerned. Just still a reminder to our listeners at home, 
that I have two guests with me that are student leaders. Uh, Billy Malotani from the University of uh, Johannesburg is the SRC president uh, there and Sandile uh, joining us as a student leader as well uh, from the Northwest uh, University. So we're speaking student issues, uh, looking at uh, the latest developments around uh, the Minister of Higher Education, uh, Dr. Blade and Zimande. Uh, Billy, it's been about 10 years now, uh, nine years or so, uh, when you look at it, uh, since the uh, all-important fees must fall movement, uh, that demonstration that moved uh, the country and saw students organized from uh, different quarters, different universities uh, under the same banner of free uh, education uh, for all. Uh, we haven't attained that. Uh, we are still here uh, fighting for NSFAS and uh, and fighting uh, that it must really in any way be tweaked and, and, and in any way uh, be uh, supported for it to uh, be able to support uh, that child, in, in that student in a need. Uh, where, where do you think uh, is the movement as we speak right now? Is, is uh, somewhat of a uh, free education, uh, somewhat of a reality uh, to you or can be a reality to you uh, when you look at uh, how South Africa has been shaped and uh, the politics of it all? Yeah, look, my brother, I don't think that, uh, you know, education is not free. I think education, yeah, I mean, it's free right now. Mm. Education is free. We are studying for free. We are using this NFS, uh, although it has its up and downs, but we are using NSFAS to pay for our fees. We get yeah, no, it's not free. NSFAS, you'll still have to pay it back, right? The condition, no. there's a condition who, who, attached to it. No, 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 no. Who pays that back right now? So, so is, is that 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 uh, system fell away because, uh, in my understanding, when I was in university back in the years, uh, was that if you are funded immediately when you get paid, uh, you would more or less have to pay that money back so that it's able to fund another student uh, that is coming forth here. That's how I understood the system to have worked back in the years. Has it changed? Yes, that that was during your time, my mm. brother. That was during your time. So, so now right it's a free. Now, it's a it's a free. You study and then uh, they fund you and. and and that's it. it. That's it, yes. There's mm. no students now who's paying back NSFAS, who's working now and paying back NSFAS. There's, mm. there's no student. Education is free right now. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. That's a that's a, a first. Sandile, is that how you understand it as well? Yes. Um. Yeah, I think now it's up to what uh, the agreement was that students are no longer going to pay back the, the, the money that nurses used to take them to school but there are individuals who volunteer to pay it back so it's up to an individual it's not <laughs> no it's no longer obligated that every single person should pay back their institution but there are individuals who mm. pay it back i had someone uh said that they pay back i think 100 rands a month so yeah yeah, no, it's it's really prudent uh, that uh, we find them uh, not wanting to charge the student uh, because of the fact that uh, it's, it's not in any way feasible because of the fact that we have graduates right now uh, that are sitting at home without jobs. So uh, how are you then expecting them to be paying uh, this money back? At least we're seeing a transformation where uh, that is concerned. But uh, there's still some of the conditions attached uh, to it. Uh, hence, uh, some of the uh, students found themselves excluded uh, there, uh, there were issues of ghost students even last year and some people were deregistered uh, because they were uh, purported to have fallen under uh, all of that. So there's still uh, some of those issues. So it's not a blanket uh, free-for-all approach uh, where education is concerned, uh, Abili. Malutan. My brother, you, you were breaking there. I didn't hear you properly. You were breaking. Yeah, I was saying that uh, still, even though uh, there's, uh, they've done away with that element of you having to pay back the money, uh, there's still conditions attached to who gets funded and how you get funded uh, because you'll still have to prove that you need uh, the money uh, for you to really then get funded. Hence, uh, we saw some of the students last year uh, saying that uh, through uh, that scandal around the ghost students that were being funded, they too were defunded, uh, you know, in, in a way that it left them in limbo. So uh, we, we still maybe would want to push uh, to ensure uh, that we don't have conditions attached uh, to you being funded where education is concerned. No, 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 no. I, I, I think there must be conditions mm-hmm. because, you know, you find out that uh, there's a student uh, 
whose mother is a doctor, but now mm. this person is using NSFAS, and then the other one could not uh, be funded by NSFAS. Mm. Those are the conditions that must be put. Uh, you need to qualify for you to get the funding. Mm. That is the process and the fair process that we must follow. Mm. Mm. And then uh, let's maybe wrap it up uh, in terms of uh, how then we're looking at uh, the academic year uh, 2024 on uh, your end, uh, Billy, uh, in terms of how then things are uh, to fare. Often around uh, this year, uh, we tend to see students uh, really uh, go onto the streets. They demonstrate. We tend to see students uh, as well uh, just tend to, you know, more or less talk about how accommodation and the likes is still an issue, uh, registration and, and, and. Is this something that uh, maybe probably uh, we, we can expect to see uh, take shape uh, this year uh, as well? It, it has somewhat became a norm. Look, my brother, there's going to be a lot of uh, demonstration across the country. Yeah. Uh, students are going to respond to this. As you can see, we are starting with these allegations that are taking place right now, the recordings of the uh, uh, the minister, uh, uh, fees are being increased in, 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 in institutions, mm. you understand. So there's going to be a lot of demonstration throughout the country. All institutions are going to respond to the mess that is happening. Mm, mm. And, and and also uh, the issue of accommodation can we ever get it right what is the the issue there uh, of accommodation why is it always an issue that uh, you know when the uh, when the academic year starts there's uh, an issue of accommodation and, and the likes is it linked uh, somewhat uh, to uh, nsfas what is your understanding of of that sandile well, with regards to accommodation, I think it's between the, the private companies and also institutions and NASFAS as well. Because then we get uh, these uh, private companies, well, private property companies, they'll set up their own prices knowing that it's closer to universities and they'll just hack up prices and um, just the yeah, prices will be like ridiculous. I up to I think there's one accommodation that costs about one hundred and something thousand mm. per year, and you think well, Nestor then comes back and says they only their cap is forty five thousand rands, right? So it mm. doesn't really the, does that gap between between how much can Nestor provide for a student who stays off campus and how much or on campus, and also how much can that private property charge a student who stays um who says wherever they stay so it's a it's it's a miscommunication and not a an alignment between the Nestos university and also um the, these uh, private company uh, private property companies because also the university can say okay it's, um properties should charge a certain amount of money but because they are private they are not really the university cannot really do much when it comes to regulation, but also the department can try to do something about it. But it's also like a, there's a, always a mismatch between the three, and that's what causes the problem. And I think we're also going to face that again this year because every single year prices, uh, accommodation prices increase without a doubt, and also every single year um, university fees increase. Mm. Your understanding, Billy, uh, then of uh, this uh, particular uh, student accommodation issue and and how can we really get it right? I think that uh, we share the same sentiment, me and my brother. The the situation that they're facing that side, the very same same situation we're facing at this side. You find that uh, NSFAS gives you uh, maybe 4.5 for accommodation and then you find that this privately owned student accommodation they charge you five thousand but they still go and and apply for accreditation from institutions knowing very well that NSS only gives you four point five for accredit for, 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 for accommodation and then on their side they increase uh, 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 this accommodation money and then it becomes a frustration and a responsibility of the students to pay up that money. I think we need to shy away from that. Uh, institutions as well must assist, that, assist us in such situation that there is no way that they apply for accreditation in institution for NSFAS. And then they know that NSFAS gives us 4.5 for accommodation and then we're now on their side, they want to increase it. That is totally wrong. 
Yeah, it's just one of those issues that will need to be attended because also when you look at it, one would say that there's a need then for somewhat of a, an investigation in terms of how services are provided here in this particular regard. One of the issues that you know the Minister of Higher Education finds himself in, in terms of this scandal that broke out was around issues of the service providers because the monies we hear, they were kicked Packs from service providers linked to NSFAS, meaning that uh, when you look at it, uh, there lies uh, this particular problem. Uh, what is your understanding uh, then, Billy, of, of these service providers and how then uh, they, they got to be linked to uh, the minister here? Is the minister uh, in NSFAS, how, how does it, he actually actually play a, a role in this uh, particular regard, especially around this, this scandal that broke out? I, I, I don't think uh, uh, our minister cares about uh, students, I must be honest, uh, because these service providers, I don't think they have a capacity to service as students. I mean, they are new out of nowhere. We, we have never heard of the, I mean, we have Fundi. At least we know we've worked with Fundi before. They, we know that they have the capacity to service as a student. But this one just is that we, do, we don't even know the relationship between uh, uh, the minister and then uh, 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 these service providers. But there are there are uh, 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 voice notes that are trending right now mm-hmm. uh, between the ministers and then the chairperson of the board. Uh, I don't really want to go into that uh, 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 those allegations, but I'm saying that if they are founded and they are true, the minister must be arrested. We are tired of saying he must resign. He must be arrested. Mm. Same sentiments, Sandile, around these service providers. Your understanding of really their role here and their links to the minister. Is he supposed to be directly involved in the operations of NSFAS in a way that even service providers would be in any way paying kickbacks as according to some of these allegations leveled against him? I mean, we all know that he's the minister of the department. So if an, uh, a new um, service provider or service providers are going to be appointed to run a scheme within or to fund students or directly in quotations, directly fund students, he has to approve those companies. So chances are he definitely has links with those companies. He might refuse it. He might say now since with the Versman report, the Versman Atenis report, that the the NASA should let go of these companies. He might say that these companies are trying to get back to him because he, trying to, he's, he wants to let go of them. But I think he's definitely, he is aware of those companies. He might um, know who runs those companies and where only God knows and him included where those companies come from. But uh, there definitely is a link somewhere because if you are a minister of a certain department, you are, you do, I think the same way with Pravin Kodan, he does um, elect certain uh, people within that his department. So so does Minister Blaise Zimande appoint certain companies within the um, his department. For instance, there was a situation last year with a funding whereby the um, university would say we did not receive money from uh, the the um, from Noraco. But when you go to Noraco, Noraco will come back and say no. We agreed with Nesfus that our uh, uh, allowances will be paid on a certain date. But then when you go to Nesfus, Nesfus sends you to those private companies. So if there's always been a back and forth between the Nessos and these private companies and also the institution. So I definitely think there is a link somewhere and yeah, something really needs to be done with this. I mean, we, we tired of complaining about the very same thing since last year and then now it seems like we're adding on top of them exist already existing problems which were found before in the from the early 2000s that uh what the, the issues of fees and whatsoever and students uh what they're also the middle class student uh, kids whereby if maybe your parents can afford to mm-hmm. take one student to varsity what about the second and the third born because now they have all, all these kids to take to university so i definitely do believe that there's a link between the minister and these companies mm-hmm. and if so something really needs to be done because it's, it's honestly is exhausting that we've been complaining about the very same thing for months. Mm. But also when you look at it, uh, then uh, Billy, he's saying that his conscience is clear. Uh, we saw him give that uh, press briefing and 
in this uh, particular revelations and the recordings that you uh, have alluded to as well, uh, we seeing uh, the party, the SACP, as well being roped in here around elements of wrongdoing. It's been alleged that uh, the uh, party got kickbacks as well, including at least about 1 million rand uh, for the SACP from one of the uh, fintech partners uh, contracted to uh, disburse monthly allowances to NSFAS uh, funded uh, tertiary students here, meaning that it becomes even political uh, when you look at uh, what has been happening uh, over time around uh, these uh, fundings linked to NSFAS. Indeed, my brother, is true. It is political as well. I mean, can you imagine as fast money that is meant for students it's going for to 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 fund a, a a communist party an entire party that one million could have done a, a difference to 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 more than maybe a hundred students you understand so it's mm. also politically motivated mm, it is and, and and i'm just looking at it i'm seeing uh, the, i was speaking about the da they opened the case i saw musi my money as well uh, talking about how uh, then there should be legal action taken here uh, we've seen the eff as well they've opened a case of fraud corruption and uh, mismanagement of state funds against uh, the minister and the chairperson of nsfas in this particular regard uh, meaning that uh, really there's a lot that will still come out where this particular issue is concerned uh, but uh, the NSFAS leadership as well has been one uh, that uh, has found itself in limbo. Uh, the board has found itself in limbo over time. Uh, can we ever say we'll get it right there, uh, Billy? Or uh, this is also uh, just uh, the remnants of uh, politics and political interference uh, that will always find uh, the board or, or the executive there at NSFAS compromised? Look, my brother will one day find it right. What must happen is that this board must be dissolved. Uh, the minister must be recused from the position. Uh, the president must now go back and go find someone who's going to be uh, assisting in this position because uh, we have someone who's been here for, for more than 15 to 20 years uh, and then he saw an opportunity to enrich himself. So he's going to continue to do that until he is removed there and the entire board, then we're going to be fine. Yeah, no, there's still a lot uh, that will still need to be uncovered here uh, because really listening to what the minister was saying, uh, it was as if like he's saying that his conscience was clear uh, here. He's got nothing uh, to hide and others even saying that uh, it's an indictment on uh, President Sarah Ramaphosa's uh, cabinet uh, where that is concerned. Uh, yesterday we saw him uh, saying that uh, it's, it's, it's political. Uh, Sandile, he's even alluding to the fact that Alta uh, it's a racist uh, organization uh, saying that uh, really when you look at it, we should pour cold water uh, to uh, what is being said here. And others, even yesterday, we had callers on the show uh, saying where the smoke, uh, there's definitely a fire here. Uh, do you see this as something that uh, maybe he'll struggle a bit uh, to in any way navigate and come back from uh, looking at the fact that uh, there's just now a lot of interest and it's coming through in an election year? Uh, definitely not. Uh, I mean, it's considering the fact that young people are voting now. So it's it's something that it, it's always going to be over his head and something that really needs to be done. The president needs to do something with it. I mean, you, you, you can't have... For the number one, you, the president doesn't want to disclose the his... Um, his cabinet um, performance report, which just shows that these people who have been doing, uh, as I believe have mentioned, something, someone who's been doing something for 20 years, there hasn't been any improvement and there hasn't been nothing to show that this person is actually doing good in that department. Just shows that, I mean, people are either, either dragging their feet or they just don't know what they're doing, even no matter how much years they've spent in that department. So it. It, something needs to be done with this if they really want want, want to gain the um, public's confidence. But if nothing's going to be done and just going to be swept under the carpet, uh, I, I, I really see them struggling with getting this, getting rid of this issue because it, it's something of prominence and it's affecting students, which is the majority of 
uh, um, of the people in our country. And of course, definitely where there is smoke, there definitely is fire. I don't think Alta can just make up something from nowhere, even though the minister is not implicated, is not or his voice is not part of the recordings that have been circulating, but he is mentioned, and his name is really is mentioned. So something needs to be done, and if something is not done, we, we're going to see problems. Yeah, I want us to listen to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Bladen's Monday in one of the uh, things that he was saying here, uh, just uh, talking about and dismissing uh, some of the, uh, you know, issues that were raised in this particular issue, and then we'll uh, come back and reflect, gentlemen. I have no fear whatsoever about my own integrity. But what I take exception to is what I'm saying that people just come out with allegations, with nefarious. I mean, if you look at the outer statement, it's worse than a stamp. You know, it's mixing all sorts of things, services, CETA, this and that and so on, just to try and rubbish my own image. Now... No, I have no voice of my recording in these recordings that are being played around. I wasn't recorded in that. It's not my voice that is there. If you think that there's my voice, that's wrong. They claim that there's the chairperson, and then there's a, a, an, a Mr. or Miss A, a Mr. or Miss C, who is actually there, who are not being said, who they are, and so on. I have no voice of mine there. I've not been recorded in this instance. I've been recorded before. Uh, these days, I mean, being a minister really has become a job that is so terrible in many respects. Yeah, he maintains that his voice was not there. Uh, do you reckon that uh, he, this is a, uh, a case that will stand in the court of law uh, with him saying uh, his voice is not there? He says his conscience is clear, Billy. Uh, I think it will be difficult, you know, to to identify someone just through a, a recording. Uh, but we're saying a recording or no recording, uh, he has failed students. Uh, that is our position and we stand firm on the position. Recording or no recording, he has failed the students. Uh, yeah, I want us to also just listen into uh, on, on what he said further uh, as he was trying to clarify and, and try to more or less uh, say that his conscience uh, is clear. In this instance also, that should be the case. They must prove it. So I don't see the reason why I should resign, to be quite honest. I'm doing my job as I've been given by the president, and I'm continuing. As I have said, Thursday I'll be back here with information telling the nation about opportunities that this government is expanding for poor and working class students. I have been engaging the president, by the way, on these matters on an ongoing basis. Last year, just towards the end of the year, I presented a report on the state of NESFAS to cabinet. That was in December. That was now, now in December. In a meeting of cabinet chaired by the president, I also presented a report on the proposals that we will be announcing on Thursday on the comprehensive student funding model, its first phase. That meeting again was chaired by the president. So I'm, 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 I was, and I was briefing cabinet in the president's presence. We are actually doing this. I also did phone the president. The president, unfortunately, is in Fumara. To say, president, I would like to come and explain to you uh, on what this is happening. I'm sure I'll get that opportunity. But the most important thing is that I just, uh, rather than just going to the president, I must go to the structures that are assigned to deal with these matters, which is the integrity commission and the Central Ethics Committee of the South African Communist Party, because that's where matters should actually be processed. But I report to cabinet mostly around yeah, he's still saying that, uh, you know, he consults with the president all the time and some of these matters, uh, there's no legitimacy uh, to what is being said here. He's saying, uh, like you said, the Sunday on Thursday, he'll be giving us some sort of a, a briefing that will outline some of the uh, wins uh, over time by NSFAS and some of the interventions that will be needed in this particular uh, regard. Uh, you know, he, he, just, he says he's one person that just wants to 
do his job and even saying that uh, being a minister is not an easy task. So, so are you convinced, uh, Sandile, that uh, this is uh, a case that will stand uh, the test of time, looking at the fact that all of these political parties are gunning for him? Um, I think uh, definitely it'll, it'll stand the test of time because how you look at how everyone is just... Uh, with their different political parties just railing behind students, I should say, or their own personal interests, but just trying to make sure that this is done and this is sorted. I mean, you can then come out and be defensive about uh, how you you are innocent, right, and how your hands are clean and everything. But then that on its own should raise an eyebrow that how your approach towards uh, those the uh, the the outer report and how you you you, you respond to it should also raise it's raising eyebrows because you you trying to make sure that your hands are clean at all costs but then why are you mentioned in the audio but then why did you approve those companies from the, the first place why is your department or nurse as a crumbling cookie if then your hands are really clean and you do nothing about it I mean you can't say you, I think he also went in one of his the the briefing that he did. He also said he was subjected to a a lifestyle audit, and he complained about the lifestyle audit. But this is the very same person who came into the media and said, "No, I can never drive a Corolla because I'm a minister, and the ministerial handbook allows me to have a better car." So how you how after uttering those words, how are you expecting? students or anyone for that matter to really believe or think that actually your hands are really clean yeah no uh, most definitely and and this uh, when you look at it uh, it really 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 uh, says that uh, there's a lot that will need to be uncovered here uh, but when you look at uh, what has been happening over time abili and uh, the fact that uh, there is a deputy uh, minister of higher education uh, that is young uh, and and one would say that uh, you know he more or less understands this particular space uh, where where do we place him? Uh, in all of these uh, developments and would we say that he is the better fit uh, to take over uh, from Blade in Zimande if indeed then uh, he falls on his sword where this particular scandal is concerned? Billy? I really think that Gutimana uh, Mela uh, must take over. Uh, we've seen him in institutions. He even comes to institutions, addresses students. Uh, he listens to us. Uh, although it's difficult to implement what was admitting, but uh, he does come to us and appeal to us, to students. I mean, unlike Blade, we do, we've never seen Blade coming to to institutions. Uh, you understand? Polit- politics aside, uh, we are members of the ANC, some of us, and we are coming for him and his head. Mm. Uh, we are not satisfied with his work. Yeah, we've been complaining about Blade for, for a long time ago. And the SACP, they're still sending him there to be a minister. Maybe that is why he's been coming back as a minister and SACP is still supporting him. Mm. Maybe the allegations are true. Maybe they are not true. We don't know, but we are not satisfied with the work. While saying uh, Budimana Mela must take over, but we must not say he's young. He's not, he's not young. He's old. Yeah. He's not the young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandile, who takes over? I think, well, I, I concur with uh, Billy here because um, I've also had a couple of conversations with Buti and you can see that he, his heart is really in, in the department and he, he really knows what it holds, uh, it, what the department entails and he's passionate about his job and he's, he enjoys his job. So I think he, he's, he's the best fit not uh, I, I don't know who else can take over but i think for now what what whoever comes in mind is putting manamela and i think because mainly because uh, as uh, billy did mention he he goes to school he engages with students he listens he takes he takes his time and he listens and he tries whatever he tries he can do to actually change wherever he can so i think he, he can be the right fit and the blade can just rest and cause well, Blade is older than Putty, so Blade can rest mm-hmm. and Putty can just step in. 
Yeah, and, and also uh, this coming through uh, Billy in an election here. What would you say uh, is at the top of uh, young people's minds uh, right now, uh, especially uh, when you look at the fact that uh, they've been encouraged to rally behind uh, the ballot and go vote uh, in uh, these upcoming elections? Over time, there have been concerns around young people uh, not interested in politics, despondent, uh, and not in any way um, seeing this as an alternative uh, to the challenges that exist on the ground uh, it being an election year uh, you being a young person uh, what are you anticipating uh, really going into uh, the general elections what is hot on your agenda as a young person Billy yes uh, look uh, 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 young people are, are watching mm. uh, many of them uh, uh, are, are not satisfied uh, with what is being seen what has been projected by the media uh, but I think uh, uh, a lot of them are conscious uh, uh, and a lot uh, are registering to vote. We are going to vote. And then I, I still believe that uh, 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 the ANC will do win the election, although uh, the margin will be reduced, the votes won't be similar uh, like the previous ones, uh, but uh, they will be given a second chance to improve themselves. And young people this time are going to participate. Sandile, I'm throwing it to you as well. What is hot on your agenda? Um, well, with us, I think it's, it's, it's a matter of change. It's a matter of, well, Nobody can come to the young people and say, remember the apartheid days, or we, 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 we built streetlights and RDPs. We, we were not there. So we, we, you need to come to young people and talk about things that young people are experiencing. I mean, we, it's the very same young people who are unemployed. It's the very same young people who go from uh, high school to university only to leave university and not know where to go and whether you pray that you're going to get employed. Even today, I was re- yesterday rather, I was reading an article of how medical students can't find hospitals to do their practicals. These are the young people fresh from uni who want to work, who are passionate. I mean, the medical field, it's the most important field in our country and you have some leaving for Cuba uh, only to come back to practice, but there are no jobs. So these are young people who say, we, we, we tired, we, we tired, we want jobs, you give us 350, what is that? You, sub, you expect someone straight from university to survive on 350, while well, as they have a, an entire qualification on the world, or they went to university and studied for uh, whatsoever years to just get 350 after that. It doesn't make sense. I mean, Billy mentions that uh, he believes that the ANC will get us uh, and will be given a second chance. I, bet, I think it wouldn't be a second chance, but if they win, it will be the seventh chance, right? So I, I beg to differ that, um, what's this? I beg to differ with some of the sentiments that Billy shared, but change is what's needed and change is what the young people are talking about. But of course, we're having different conversations in different parts. I mean, you go to a place whereby uh, where Peggy Kelly comes or whatever minister comes, he gets a round of applause and people are excited to see the person. Mm-hmm. But when you go to another place, nobody wants the, 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 nobody wants to listen to the premier. I mean, I went to the Eastern Cape in November last year and the premier tried to say something, but people were booing the premier. You go to Free State when Peggy Taylor was, um, when the police were graduating and so and whatsoever, the community was excited to see him. And these are the very young people who are in those spaces. So, like I say, we're having different conversations in different parts of the country, in different parts of our spaces as well, and our circles as well. But uh, what I'm hearing from my side of the things is a lot of change that young people are tired, they want to see change. And if ANC continues to speak about the renewal or the change that they planning for. I mean, it's been renewal for what the past six years and nothing has been renewed really. Some years, but we still yet to see the benefits of that renewal. So I don't know, we yeah, it's different conversations, but mm. the most conversation that I hear from my, my side it's a thing of changes needed because you can't come to me and tell me and or threaten me that you're gonna uh, nest first and social brands are gonna go away if um 
a new political party comes in. We know that, I mean, Parliament couldn't implement expropriation of, uh, um, expropriation of land without compensation. How are they going to change or stop social grants or nestors overnight? That's not possible. It's not realistic. There are policies and procedures to stop something. So you can't come to us and tell us that uh, if another political party takes over, nestors or social grants are going to be stopped. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't make sense yeah no uh, really really it's going to be an interesting year uh, where young people are concerned um really when you look at it it has been a lovely one hour uh, chat with you gentlemen i'd like it i'd like to leave it here but before we go billy uh, please give us your uh, parting shot especially uh, just a message to young people uh, that will be starting in the academic year uh, that maybe most of them are anxious about uh, what lies ahead especially uh, with all of these developments around and Look uh, to young people, NSFAS applications are still open. Uh, please let us go and apply so that we don't have issues when we go to university. Of course, do apply for other bazaaris, uh, but remember to apply for NSFAS. Uh, the registration period, the voter registration period is going to open again later, mm-hmm. February, March. Let us also register so that we can participate in the general uh, elections. Yeah, Billy, thank you very much, sir, for your time. Billy, coming through from the University of Johannesburg, he's the SRC president. Uh, Sandile, let me also give you a chance uh, to give us your parting shot as well. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those interesting years uh, for young people as well. It's an election year. There's a lot already happening on the ground. What would you like to say uh, to those uh, that are your mates? <laughs> um, uh, well, firstly, I would just like to say also, let's just register to vote, register to vote, register to vote. Um, I don't agree with the term voter education because education is coming, it's someone coming to me and informing me and if I get what they educated me wrong, I fail. So I feel like we should have voter conversation and not voter education. But that's a conversation for another day. But register to vote, be in an informed voter, know what party policies are, know what uh, your particular party that you want to vote for holds and are they do they relate with your values and also to young people going to universities just apply apply for NASFAS. Um, it's important as much as it's, it's a disaster but it's still as important to apply for NASFAS and try to get funding because it, it is a disaster but they will fund you and applications are definitely still open until the 31st of January. So it's important to apply and it's also important to vote because we are the young people and we need to shape the future and if we're tired about something we need to change it and if we are happy about something we can keep it like that but it's very much important to register to vote and apply for NESOS, apply for those institutions and yeah, all the best to the first years, upcoming first or incoming, I don't know what's the right term, <laughs> but all the best to the coming first years. I wish them well. It's not an easy journey, but it's a worthwhile. Make mistakes, learn, enjoy and yeah. Yeah, man, I mean, Varsity... And all the best to the metrics are getting the results next week. All the yeah, best to the metrics. Yeah, Varsity was so fun. I mean, yeah, if I can turn back uh, the hands of time, uh, then, yeah, I would manro here uh, saying, Katlaro, you seem touched by that NSFAS uh, question to say they're not paying it back. <laughs> 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 uh, come on, Tiro. <laughs> uh, but Sandile, thank you very much, man, uh, for your time. And uh, to everyone there by X, we really appreciate uh, your comments and also everyone that uh, really pays attention to what we bring forth. Everyone, Sandile, don't be a stranger. I promise I can never be a stranger to your show. And you know, I'm always listening. So thank you so, so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.